what we do here is go back, 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 back. We're having a hard time holding on to, but hey, we're holding on because the train's still going. The train might go to Devastation Town, but it could always venture off to, to the tournament, to Party Town. We love Party Town. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. The Raiders are still in it. Somehow, we pulled out our MF&W against the Colts. Uh, we got a lot to jump into, stuff to break down, a lot of stuff to touch on. But before we do that, as Maggie snores in the background, Andrew, how are you doing? I'm great. But yeah, the fact we're still in this is it, it makes life a little easier. I think everyone probably figured I wasn't very optimistic about this matchup, but it's, it's victory victory Tuesday. You know, that's when we're recording. So was happy to to see how the game went down and, and nothing like having some hope in, in week 18. I mean, the last couple of years, we, it, it was like after week 14, it was over. And now they gave us another week of an NFL season and we still have hope in week 18. I mean, what else do you want? So, yep. Excited about that. Excited to touch on these things. So, yeah, I'm doing well. How are you, sir? How are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing good. You know, my Sunday wasn't ruined, which is always nice. Uh, my wife definitely appreciates it as well. Uh, you know, just excited, like you said, enjoying this Victory Tuesday. On top of it, um, not to brag, but I called it. I predicted 23-21. On the, I was going to give game, you a shout so. out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I... <laughs> we got a 23-20, and I did say Carlson uh, game-winning field goal. So I'm glad Dan was wrong and I was right. <laughs> and Dan was very wrong. Dan was very wrong. And, we're, and I think even Dan's happy about that. But yeah, I think that's about as close as, as we've gotten. I think for the Cowboys Raiders, I predicted a Carlson field goal for the win, but I didn't predict the 38 Overtime. to 30. Yeah. yeah like the, the high scoring or whatever. Yeah. You were about as close as you can get. So, so hats off to you, my friend, but yeah, let's get into it. So um, we'll get the recap going here in a little bit, but um, we want to start with just some, Recent um, relevant Raider news, Nate Hobbs on Monday was uh, cited for a DUI, um, which probably made a lot of people feel pretty down, pretty negative. Obviously, unfortunate for him, um, unfortunate for us that these things keep happening. Um, But um, I guess the report is that he fell asleep in his car, um, was in a parking lot, so he was parked. But there's still a lot more um, facts to be known about that. But we just got the report yesterday more things to uncover. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to impact. So we just wanted to make note of it because it did happen, you know, yesterday, but there will, I would imagine be more, uh, more information as the week goes on. So we'll touch on it in the preview later on the week is, um, you know, as far as it relates to that situation and also how it impacts his, his status for, for Sunday, for the big game that we got coming up. So unfortunate news for Nate Hobbs, but um, just wanted to address it and, and we'll see. We'll see how the week goes on, but I don't know if you have anything to touch on. It was just one of those things that I got and that you had sent over to me. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Right. It's just, that's our season, guys. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously very terrible news, um, especially with what the Raiders have dealt with, uh, you know, this season in general. I have seen a lot of things coming out that what initially was reported wasn't, like you said, necessarily all of the facts, things coming out of his 
lawyers and inside information from people saying that it's it's a stretch calling it a DUI. Um, so I, I think that maybe the initial report might seem a little worse than it might actually be. Uh, maybe that's just me hoping and kind of you know reading into things, hoping that it's not that bad. But like you said, we'll touch on it more once we kind of know more towards the end of the week on his availability and stuff. So, yep, unfortunate news, but um, got to move past it. So well, let's talk about the game. Um, obviously, Raiders um, came out with uh, with a dub, went out to Indianapolis. 23 to 20, very similar to what Mike predicted. So big opportunity for us to um, stay in the playoff hunt. Um, we'll touch on that too at the end here with with what it looks like for the coming week and what we're going to need to happen. But uh, Mike, I'll start with you um, just as far as what your thoughts were on the game. Um, anything that you noticed, anything that um, you thought we did, you know, did enough to, to get the dub in Indianapolis. Yeah, well, I will say that it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. DC had two turnovers, two two picks that he threw. It, it looked like as if this was gonna give us the same old like Raiders being Raiders again. And, and you know, we started off hot, first drive of the game, they go down, score a touchdown. They're like, okay, well, this looks this looks good. You know, Josh Jacobs kind of started to get going a little bit, and then what happened? He gets hurt, and you know, he probably did play through a lot that game to you know kind of get in when he did get in, but it was kind of one of those things that kind of killed some momentum when he started to get going a little bit. He actually, I was looking at it and, you know, he didn't have quite as many yards as I thought that he might've had. I think he had 63 yards total uh, on the day, which like makes sense, but also doesn't make sense. Cause I was like, Oh, I thought he did a lot better than that. But, you know, I think the, on the bright side for this game, I think we finally saw this Raiders team overcome their issues and overcome the problems, you know, that they, put on themselves, uh, you know, in the, the middle quarters of things in spite of the way that DC kind of started to break down and, uh, you know, had a, a shitty second quarter, third quarter type of thing. Stop me if you heard it before, though. Most comebacks uh, in Raider history, I believe. I don't know if it's NFL record or not, but, you know, that was like prime to happen. You're like, OK, this is this is going to happen. This is, you know, the MO. But I feel like they just battled, man. I feel like, um, you know. It was one of those things that we talked about where it was like, we need to limit Jonathan Taylor, right? We need to make Carson Wentz beat us. We did not limit Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I guess technically compared to like games that he has been having, he still put up 108 yards, but we shut him down when we needed to shut him down. For the most part, we, we were effective in the times that we were stopping him, you know, and Carson Wentz, he went and he, he didn't end up. I don't think he had any turnovers at all, but there were some plays where we were getting pressures on him. He was forcing things. There was one play where he overthrew T.Y. Hilton, who was absolutely wide open. No one even covering him would have backpedaled into the end zone. Um, and he just overthrew him. And I think it was on a third down. So he kind of saved us in that in that regards. I think that was like somewhere in like the middle of the fourth quarter, maybe late end of the third quarter. But, you know, they, they got pressure to him. They made him, you know, force some things and, you know, be the in- inaccurate you know, kind of cause problems, Carson Wentz, like we kind of were talking about. So I don't know. It was a win's a win's a win's a win. And we ended up pulling out the W. Carlson going down, kicked a field goal. They actually, very interesting, which you were going to touch on in a little bit, but Hunter Renfro makes an immaculate catch. Derek Carr actually makes an immaculate kind of juke to avoid Leonard. Hunter Renfro catches it, falls down, gets back up, runs in for the touchdown. They ended up like getting, they reviewed it and he ended up getting touched on his foot, but it almost ended up working out better for us 
they were kind of talking about it on the the broadcast guys were talking about how obviously you never want the other team to score but it almost the Colts almost might have wanted to have 45 seconds left down by seven instead of the Raiders having the ball back running down the clock kicking a game-winning field goal like we did and you know there's always missed the field goal but it ended up working out in our favor so a lot of wonky things going on in this game a lot of things that were stressful hard to watch um, there were some things that we did good and we did well enough the defense did really well holding them to 20 points I think this is like the third game in a row that the defense has held 20 points or less and we talked about it we got to hold them to 24 or less to win and that's what we did so all in all it was a you know a hard-fought game a lot of struggles I feel like on the offense but this team overcame their issues that we've been seeing them having these issues that have caused them to lose games caused them, you know, to throw games away. Basically they overcame it this time and man, it couldn't have been a better time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was, they definitely were the better team on the field. That's for certain. And, you know, like you talked about, they, they went down first drive of the game, took a lot of time off the clock, end up going up seven, nothing defense gets a stop. And then, you know, that's when Carr takes that shot to, to Deshaun Jackson, which, you know, the look was there, the throw was not, the execution wasn't. So he just underthrew Deshaun. They ended up getting a pick. But then we ended up, you know, we ended up getting a stop and, and going up 10 nothing. So, you know, but from there, um, that's kind of where it it kind of falled in suit, falled in line with with how the Raiders, at least the last couple of games have been, probably four, last three or four games have been where, you know, we have this momentum going, um, we're moving the ball, um, everything's going well. And then, you know, end up going, uh, I think it was 13 to three, with about like a little under two minutes and that's when Carlson kicks the ball out of bounds um, on the ensuing kickoff. They get the ball, they end up scoring right before the half 13, 10. And then the, you know, Colts get the ball. And then, uh, you know, on that drive, that's where they throw up that Wentz throws up a prayer that should have been picked Morrig and someone else collided. And it was just tip drill bounce right into T Y Hilton's hands in the end zone. So you're like, Oh, just like that 17 to 13. Perfect. And then, Carr throws a pick, um, another pick where didn't see Leonard. Leonard did a great job working his way back across the field, cut off a, you know, deeper drag route to Zay Jones. So that's when I was just like, okay, perfect. You know, this is just, we had our chance and they're a good enough team to where they're not going to let us get another opportunity to get back in the game, but we were able to fight, you know, we were able to, to fight and, you know, DC had a big, you know, big uh, touchdown on fourth down. Um, they got down into inside the red zone. DC had a big touchdown to Hunter Renfro. Raiders go up 20 to 17, end up holding the Colts to, um, to a field goal. And then that's when kind of we had that, that late drive. And, and I agree with you. It's as cool of a play as it was. And I'll break it down a little bit, but it, it was, it actually helped us out that he got touched because Colts only had, I think, two timeouts at that point. Um, Raiders were able to run two plays um, and then run out the clock. And then obviously Carlson kicks the game winner. So um, no, they did a good job. I mean, uh, yeah, Taylor went over hundred yards, which he does to basically everyone. Um, but it really, he had one big game, 24 yards. Everything else was five, six, seven yards here. They did a good job of really, I think what we what really helped us out is that we stuffed the running game early, which made them um, throw the ball a lot more than they probably wanted to. Um, so hats off to the defense there for, for Holden Taylor um, on the front end. And then I think Wentz, you know, Wentz is someone who he can pick apart kind of that soft zone coverage, but the Raiders did a good job of because they wanted to stop the run, you know, keeping the box stacked and also those corners or nickels I'm a little bit tighter where we're in tighter man press. You kind of had to make Wentz make those tougher kind of throws that were that really, you know, in the seams that are those tight windows and 
and the Raiders did a good job of, of defending that. So Wentz didn't beat us outside of that stupid prayer. It was such a Wentz play too. We had him sacked um, dead to rights and he ends up throwing it in the ground left-handed. You know, it, there's always going to be a left-handed throw by him. So, but no, defense played well, really hats off to, to Gus Bradley and, and what they're able to do with it, it. It's one of those, it's it's like when you play the Titans, even though the Titans, I guess, have a little bit more weapons, but don't let Derrick Henry kill you. Don't let Jonathan Taylor kill you. Don't let him you know, rip off chunk plays, you know, 15, 25, 60 to the house. So they did a good job there um, and still were able to match up, which we talked about, which we we thought we could match up well with them on the on the outside with our corners against their weapons. So great job to the defense there. Offense did enough to win and unfortunate for Jacobs to go out, but still DC when the time, when the time was right, he ended up coming through and um, Zay Jones first game over a hundred yards. I think it was eight for a buck 20. So um, he's been really um, coming on a lot more um, recently and been a trusty or a trusted outlet for Carr and um, has shown he can produce there without um, obviously without having rugs, getting Deshaun Jackson worked in and, and no Waller. So overall great team win. It's funny to say that I think we probably should have beat them by 10 to 14 points. Um, so I think that's a good thing as far as the Raiders were still able to win, overcome their, the adversity that they put on themselves, which are turnovers and, fluke plays of dbs colliding but a wins a wins a wins so we'll take it we'll get back home and um yeah we're in a good spot to to make a run here yeah and i think that uh you know there's a lot of different things that we're seeing start to kind of click at the right time for the raiders uh you know and then they always say i think they say it when it comes down to teams that you know, you don't expect, you know, the underdogs, you, you got to get hot at the right time, right? Big baseball term also uh, when it comes, you know, to playoffs and stuff, got to get hot at the right time. So not necessarily saying we're getting hot, but what? Three wins in a row, right? We win, we're in, you know, we're going to, we're going to touch on it. it. The biggest great part about this all besides the Raiders still having a chance is that ESPN playoff machine is still relevant and still in business. We are going to touch on that in a little bit, but you know, I just think that we're starting to see things start to click on all cylinders. The line is, you know, blocking well. Uh, they're starting to kind of open up holes for Jacobs in the running game. Uh, like I said, Zay Jones kind of come in and be very reliable. Renfro just continue to be Renfro. He's the one consistent. And so then you hope, okay, where's it going to come from outside him as well? So we're just kind of seeing things click on all cylinders. You know, we're getting the pass rush while our linebackers are able to protect the run. So. Mm. Just hope we can keep going, you know, one week at a time, but it's still alive. We're still alive at the playoff run. Staying alive, BGs. Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of walk through that that last play or, you know, probably the biggest play of the game, maybe biggest play of uh, of the year with, um, with Renfro and DC. So we'll walk through a little bit and hopefully I can do a good job of explaining what, what we're seeing on film. But Essentially, um, I'll give you the kind of the down and distance here, the, the situation that was there. Um, so it's high game, uh, 20 to 20. Um, Raiders on this, the last drive of, of the game here. Fourth quarter, 54 seconds left, and a third and down, or third and down, third and 10, which was um, obviously a big situation where you don't want to have to punt, give the ball back to the Colts to add all three of their timeouts at that point. So what we have is cars in the shotgun. Um, you have Richard to the left of him, um, and then you got a three by one. So Foster Moreau is the one he's up at the top um, or he's on the line, but he's at the top of your screen if you're watching or if you're watching at home. Um, but he's standing up, not in the three point stance to sit there and block, but um, that does change as the play moves on. So we've got Moreau up top um, and then a three by one at the bottom with 
Renfro's in the slot. Um, you got Zay Jones, um, who's playing the two. Deshaun Jackson's the one. Um, on the Colts side, you got seven straight across the line, um, which basically it's four down linemen, two backers. They have Darius Leonard, who's in the B gap, which is our, our, our left guard, which would be John Simpson. Um, so he's in the B gap. He's showing blitz. And then you have another backer who's outside on the other side of the – there's a down lineman to the right of Leonard. He's on the other side, which is kind of that wide nine technique. And so he'd be coming off the edge. So the seventh person across the line is a DB. That's Kenny Moore. He's actually playing man against – um, Renfro, who he manned up on predominantly for for most of the game. So, um, what ends up happening is the Colts run this D line stunt. Darius Leonard wraps around, so he goes from our left guard John Simpson. He kind of wraps around the left D tackle and the left end kind of stunt, where they basically pinch um, and piss to the center a little bit. Leonard wraps around um, and basically takes on the outside shoulder of, I believe it was Brand Parker. So. He does that. He wraps around in that blitz. I'm sorry, actually, I, what I should all stop before I get to there. But in the back end, the Colts showed um, kind of this cover two look. So they had the corners um, on each end. They're playing about what looks like five to seven yards off the ball. And then you had these uh, two single high safeties. They shaded more towards that three side, but still playing that kind of that deep zone model. So anyways, they show cover two, two high safeties towards the wide receivers, three wide receiver slide. Like I said, snap the ball. Those two D linemen pinch. Piss the center. Leonard wraps around, takes the outside shoulder of Parker, which he ends up beating him, which I think everyone saw. Um, as far as the routes go, um, Moreau actually, he's lined up as a wide receiver on the line, um, but ends up staying to pass protect. You have Zay Jones, who's in the two inside of, he's in between Renfro and Deshaun Jackson. He ends up running this deep corner. DJX, I believe, and it's hard to see on on what um, what the film is. I don't we had the all 22 i could probably have a better idea but it looks like he runs kind of this like 10 to 12 yard out um so you have djax taking out that corner that zone that cover for that third zone area you have zay jones attacking up the seam runs that corner route and then renfro he kind of runs this his old renfro thing where he does this kind of stutter stutter it's kind of like a like a slant but he ends up um, dragging across the field so that was Carr's look you can see it's it was a look from the beginning but because you know Leonard works around, beats Parker off his outside shoulder. He's pursuing Carr. Carr has to get off Renfro, as you mentioned, sidestep, step up in the pocket, and Renfro kind of ran that that like stutter drag. Renfro works all the way up across. Carr steps up, gets ends up getting hit by a D lineman who was it looked like roughing the passer, but whatever. I guess we're not going to get the call. So, uh, but Carr ends up putting it because Renfro beats ends up beating um, Kenny Moore. Morse trailing, so he's underneath. Um, so if Carr underthrows it, that's easily a pick. Puts it right exactly where um, Renfro needed it to to catch it. So Renfro makes an incredible play. Ends up getting touched, even though the play continues where Renfro gets up. Ends up running for a touchdown. So just a big play overall. Probably the biggest play of the year for the offense. O line did a good job because they kind of uh, they slid to the left with the pressure that they saw. Obviously, it's not good for how Parker got beat, but uh, Moreau did a good job of staying in the pass block. Rashard was able to pick up um, someone else too in there. And, and once Carr was able to work past Leonard, um, the left sideline did a good job holding their guys to where there wasn't anyone that he kind of just worked into. So he's able to step up, make a big play down the field, ends up being biggest play of the game, one of the bigger plays of the year and big touchdown for the Raiders. Hopefully I explained that well, but all in all, it's it was just a huge play for us and really was able to get us out of Indianapolis with a W. So that's what I saw. I think you explained it uh, perfectly well. 
came down to, you know, a spectacular play by Carr with the dodge and the throw, spectacular play by Renfro, the catch, getting back up, scoring the touchdown. Like I said, we talked about it, got called back, ended up working out for us. But I think you just, you know, saw two athletes making some big plays when it counted. It's interesting that they ended up, I mean, I get why they manned up Renfro in that situation, but you know, they kind of ran that man with, with Renfro, um, with Kenny Moore. And then that backer that was coming off the edge, he ends, I think he was responsible for Richard, as you can see, he kind of worked across the, the field too, because Richard was in there and blocked and then kind of leaked out as, as things developed. But um, they kind of manned up there and then ran the zone over the top. But, you know, they wanted to play man against our guy. And he just, you mess with the king, you best not miss. You know what I'm saying? You come at him, you're going on me all wrong. Exactly. And I think the one of the bigger parts of that, too, is that like it did become kind of a little bit of an extended play with Carr having to dodge, step up in the pocket. So it almost kind of unfolded a little longer. Renfro kind of beat him on the last quarter of that route um, because Carr ended up making some time for himself to be able to drop it over the top of it. So, yeah, and I think, too, what you saw is that like because you, we had those three receivers um, on the left side, both safeties were you know, we're over the top. And so when Djax runs that, that deep out, you know, the corner who's playing the cover two, he kind of has to be still drop and be under that. But also you have the safety, um, I guess the far left safety has to run with, with that Zay Jones. So then you kind of, or be at least be over the top of it. So then you have the other safety who was playing a little bit more center field, you know, he kind of had to be responsible, but he got sucked in a little bit because the, you know, he had to be over, not sucked in, sorry. He had to kind of stay a little too over the top and shade a little bit just in case there was anything that ended up getting towards him. So that's what was able um, that worked out to where Carr could put it over over Kenny Moore, and there wasn't over the top safety help because that route ended up because, like mentioned, the play got extended being far right hash. So that safety kind of started at center field and then kind of had to stay there and shade there, and then couldn't really get over to where the play ended up going. So because we had you know that deep route, we had D Jacks, we kind of took you know, took some of the, their guys that way, that guy couldn't get over all the way to the other hash to, to be able to be over the top in case DC overthrew it or in case he could put a hit on Renfro or whatever. So, so it worked out. I mean, not how we drew it up, I wouldn't imagine, but how it developed, I think they did a good job on executing. So we'll take it. Big play for us, obviously huge play um, in the game. And I'm glad we were able to come out there with the dub and we got to move on, move on to week 18. So. Yeah, exactly. And we can happily do so knowing that we're still in the hunt, uh, which is going to lead us to our next thing uh, in the ESPN uh, playoff machine. Before we get to that, though, I am going to tell you guys who this episode is brought to you by. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any point is scored. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. 
Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Great. Yeah, so Raiders come out victorious. Just a huge win. Just a huge win. But remember when I said this Bronco game was huge and if we won, the Colts game would be huge. Well, now that we won, this game is actually the hugest. So um, week 18, going to play the Chargers. I'll give you just a quick rundown of where we are current standings-wise. Then I'm going to kick it to Micah. He is basically the playoff machine. So Raiders come in just outside of the wild card. They're the eighth um, the AC and the AFC got the Chargers in front of them, Colts in front of them, all about the tiebreakers. Don't ask me because I don't know anything about tiebreakers. But Raiders sit at 9-7 and seven in the AC, currently in the playoffs. We are obviously going to preview the Chargers a little bit later this week. But Micah, give us a little bit of a rundown on this playoff machine madness. Yeah. So, you know, we've been talking about it this whole time, the last couple of weeks. The Raiders need to win out and they're in, right? They just need to, if they win this game, they're in. So, here are the uh, situations if the Raiders win, because there's two possibilities, right? There's two possibilities if the Raiders win. They win, they clinch the sixth seed no matter what. No matter what happens, they're in, they're in the sixth seed. If they win and the Dolphins beat the Patriots, we'll be in the fifth seed. We jump up to that fifth seed, which no one thought we were going to be in this in this spot, right? We're just hoping to get in the playoffs, but there's a chance we could jump all the way up to the fifth seed based off of just overall records and, and tiebreakers. Uh, I think head-to-head tiebreakers, like, like Andy said, I don't really know a whole lot. Regardless, we win, we're in. Which seating you know, we, we fall under will uh, de- kind of be determined off of that Pats-Dolphins game. But sixth seed at worst, fifth seed possibly at best. This is where it gets very interesting. Luckily, there is a chance that we can uh, still make it even if we lose. Um, and the great part about it is that our game is Sunday night, right? So we didn't mention it, but the game got flexed to Sunday night. Um, I believe it was the 520 game Sunday night. And everything that is going that I'm going to talk about will be done by that time. So we're going to know where we sit, what stuff is going to be in play based off of that by the time the game rolls around. So this is all if the Raiders lose. If the Jags beat the Colts and Baltimore beats Pittsburgh, we get the second the seventh seed. Okay. If Pittsburgh wins, we have to win no matter what. We're not going to get any tiebreaker, right? So that being said, you may think to yourself, Jaguars beating the Colts, no way in hell that's going to happen. But here's a little stat for you. The Colts are 0-5 against the Jaguars when they play them in Jacksonville, which is where this game is going to be played. So gives a little extra for you, but really that's the, uh, the only chance we have if the Raiders lose. We need Jags to win, Ravens to win. Also, too, if Jags beat the Colts, all the Raiders technically have to do is tie or win. So this game could potentially end in a tie if the Jaguars end up beating the Colts um, and we'll we'll be in no matter what. The Chargers will actually be in no matter what as well. So we may see a, a game just purposely go to a tie. We may see both teams just kneel the ball 15 times, just end in a tie so that they can both cement their way to the playoffs. Definitely isn't going to happen, but would be wild, right? So it would be big wild, certainly. I just, there's no shot that any NFL matchup ends in a tie that way. There's also no shot that the Raiders and Chargers agree on tying and say no. <laughs> like it's just those, it's just not going to happen. 
but there is a shot that the game is played as is and they do tie, you know? So there's also that, but yes, thank you for the beautiful rundown of the playoff machine. I got lost. I get lost in the snake. I got lost in the playoff machine. My guy had to guide me back just like Twitter, a lot of things that he's had to bring me back home to. So um, what I do know is that if everything plays out as, as I would you know believe it should, and the Raiders end up winning, it looks like for all intents and purposes, we'd be playing um, the Bengals, be in the sixth seed and play the Bengals um, for the first round of the playoffs, which they're pretty good right now. So, you know, we'll see. But don't let us get hot, okay? Do not get us into a Daniel Carlson potential ender because he, he ends things. Yes, yes, he does. So this is definitely the first time in a long time in a really long time, I think, that we've gotten down to the end of the season, last week of the season, and the Raiders are in a, in a point of, like, if they win, they're in. Like, there's no other things that need to happen. The Raiders don't need to win end this like it has the last few years, and that hasn't even been the case down to the last week of the season. So we win, we're in, guys. We win, we're in. We get the sixth seed. No matter what happens, you can, you know, look at it as if, you know, you're watching the games – and the Dolphins end up beating the Patriots, right? Then all we got to do is win, and we're the fifth seed, you know. And and that's going to be, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens if that happens. Because you know, if we win, there's a good chance we're either playing the Bills or the Bengals, depending on where we sit. So I don't know. It's going to be fun. Going to be interesting. All we need to get is that W. But we are still alive, even if we lose. We just need a lot of hard to get help you know, in regards to that Jags game. So. Yeah, that's about as easy as it as it gets. Just you win, you continue on. But if we happen, if the Jags happen to beat the Colts going into the game, we'll have a little bit more of a calming feeling. But you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Talk about that later this week. We'll talk about the matchup with the Chargers. Um, you know, it's it's about to go down. It's about to go down, Chargers. So be ready. But no, it's just it is like you said. It's nice to, to still have a shot. It's nice to be in control of your own destiny um, in that sense. And you know, it's been it's been a wild ride. You know, they say that there's probably going to be a thirty for thirty documentary on the season. We already have enough content. I think by the time that maybe we hang up podcast headphones, um, we'll have to do a thirty for thirty on this year as podcasters during the year of this season that we had to podcast about. So it's been a wild ride for everyone. But great job to the Raiders coming out victorious against the Colts. Yeah, excited to touch touch on the the biggest game. I mean, really the biggest game in the last five years, you know, I mean, 2016, we made the playoffs, but we also didn't have Carr or McGloin. Connor Cook just trotted out there against the Texans. Uh, JJ Watt had something to say about that. So biggest game in five years coming up this weekend. We're excited to, to preview that for you guys. Yeah. And another thing you can, you can look at as well, you know, if I'm, let's just run that optimistic train, you know, right down to the very end. Um, if we go into you know, the end of the second half, the second slate of games. If the Jaguars have won and the Ravens have won, we're in the playoffs no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter whether we win or lose. We're in the playoffs no matter what. So we could potentially be going into this Raider game not giving a fuck what happens because we're in we no could. matter what. <laughs> well, hold <laughs> and, on a second. And we're, we're, we're not going to. We're not going to. That's obviously Correct. not going to happen. But I'm going to throw that, that uh, optimism train out there for you guys. We have a shot to go into this game already celebrating that we made the playoffs. Not trying to get ahead of myself, but I'm going to get ahead of myself. That's fine. And, and I, I do like 
the optimism there. But Am I, I wrong? guess since no, you're not wrong at all. Oh, no, okay. I, I would never challenge. I would never challenge the ESPN playoff machine master. But if you will allow me to just do this real quick, I got to get back in my playoff machine zone. But oh, that's what it is. So the only problem with that is that if the Ravens win and the Jags win and we lose, we're playing the Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> so that's the only thing. I guess we won't this- celebrate it all then. <laughs> Well, I mean, we could celebrate that we're in the playoffs, but also if the Ravens win and the Jaguars win and we beat the Chargers, that means we eliminate the Chargers and we don't have to play the Chiefs. So, you know, that's even cooler. There you go. But what would be more like we're going to the fucking Super Bowl than the Raiders knocking the Chiefs out in the first round? And hear me out here. We have taken a game from the Chiefs the last two prior years, right? We swept, they swept us. They swept us in the regular season. Mm-hmm. We're due. We're due for one, right? And maybe it's in the playoffs. So, I also think in two games we have a negative forty-five point differential against the Chiefs in yeah. two games this year. But you know, also like they say, it's tough to beat a team three times. Yeah, exactly. People forget that. Yeah, people forget it. Happened last year. Saints beat the Bucks twice. Bucks beat them in the playoffs, you know. Granted, we don't have Tom Brady or everyone else that they had, but it's tough to beat a team three times, you know. I'd just rather avoid them, you know. Just would rather avoid them for a little bit. So, okay, we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But, yes, we are. optimism we are. going into this. But excited to excited to talk about the, the Chargers game coming up um, later this week. But until then, guys – Nation, we love you. Thanks for holding on. We're having a hard time holding on to, but hey, we're holding on because the train's still going. The train might go to Devastation Town, but it could always venture off to to the tournament, to Party Town. We love Party Town. So, um, but yeah, love you guys. Excited to to get this, keep this thing going. But until then, we'll talk to you next time. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, go follow us on all our social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, uh, go subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, all the handles are on the screen. Uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, go find us on YouTube. It's Raider Take Podcast. Go watch our videos, uh, subscribe so you can get updated. Every time we drop something, we're really trying to get more involved with the YouTube and everything like that. So go support us. Another great way to support us. We got the Chargers, man. We got the Chargers. Last game of the year. Uh, can't hold anything back now, you know. When and we're in, so it's it's as it's simple as that. Bur- it's the Bourbon Bowl. It's the bowl season. It's it's going to be the Bourbon Bowl Sunday night. So, in more ways than one. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe Bobby Boucher will come help us out at halftime. Yeah, we've been thin a linebacker, so uh, it makes sense. Anyways, um, we will see y'all next week. Enjoy the week. Stress about it. Don't stress about it. Whatever it takes for you to you know get ready. We will get ready with this preview that we're going to have for you guys on Friday. We, we hope you uh, enjoyed our recap of the Colts game, but let's go get this dub. Let's make it into the playoffs. Let's get it. And mess around with the playoff machine until then. It's yes. fun. Absolutely. We'll get lost. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> cool. All right. See you guys next time. Raider Nation stand up. We love you guys. Peace out.